Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I'm walking and talking with kittens in LA. I found her mixes a few years ago and I was still living in Hong Kong. So I was so excited to interview her. She's done so much for the community. She now has her own DJ workshop for females called Power With Kittens. And she was initially mentored by Usher. We also talked about when she DJed for Kid Cudi and all her performances around the world. Fool's Gold, Mad Decent, so much. She's done so much. Really, really cool journey. Hi, so today I'm here with Kittens. Hi. So I actually found your, I think it was called the North Mix for, oh, Thom- yeah. for Thom like three years ago. Uh-huh. And I actually remember, I was like, I don't know what I was doing. It was like some school trip and I was like hiking for like hours and that like got me through the whole hike. Oh, but I found that and then I found your stuff like since then I've been listening to everything. So cool. it's super cool that finally we could do this. <laughs> you were born in LA, right? Yeah, yeah. I was born like 10 minutes out of downtown and just kind of been on bunch yeah. of little pockets around LA my whole life. Were your parents born here or? No, my uh, my dad is from Iran. He immigrated here when he was like 18 for college. And then my mom is from the Bay Area, mm-hmm. San Francisco. Somehow they've managed to make that work long enough to have <laughs> me. So. Do you still have like family in Iran that you see or talk to them? Um, no, they've all pretty much moved here. My dad actually just got home today from a trip to Iran. He goes, oh, wow. Yeah, he has to go like once a year just for random like business and yeah. family stuff, mm-hmm. but my immediate family has all moved out here. Do you have some sort of still like connection to it, like culture or tradition? Oh yeah, big time. Uh, culturally and like everything, I'm like super duper Persian. Oh um, wow. I learned Farsi before I learned English, and I only speak Farsi with my whole family. Mm-hmm. We do all the like Persian New Year and cultural traditional stuff yeah food everything it's oh like my god a big part of my life yeah and your when you were growing up your mom took you to was it like jazz yeah jazz festivals yeah my mom's so cool <laughs> uh, she just like has incredible taste in music and was always playing like the jazz and hip-hop stations mm-hmm. and she would always go to this jazz festival every year and I used to hate it at the time I was like oh, I want to stay home but um I mean, now I can be like, yeah, I saw Erica Badu when I was like, yeah. <laughs> whatever, 1998, 1997, something like that. Didn't she, I read somewhere that she hung out with like, Jimi Hendrix or yeah, something. when she was young, because she like, she would sneak out of the house and like, put her blue jeans on and be all rebellious at the Damn. time and hung out with Jimi Hendrix, which like, what the hell. Wait, wait, what did she do back then? I, she was like, I think she was still in high school oh. at the time, she was young, like... Like, she shouldn't have been doing things. I forget. I forget the whole story, but mm-hmm. I do remember. What's her one. main career then? Basically kind of like a nurse. She does, like, phlebotomy, like, uh, drawing people's blood and life insurance stuff. Like, random medical field. Yeah. Was your dad also, like, super into music when you were growing up? Not really. Um, my dad was into, like, Persian music and, like, whatever was kind of on the radio and... Um, so I def- definitely listened to a lot of more, like, Eastern ethnic type music, which had a big impact on me, like, I don't know, just like Middle Eastern music's cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. So. He's a professor, right? Yeah. What is, what did he, or does he teach now still? Yeah, he teaches, he runs, like, a bunch of different, um, like, Persian scholar foundations. That's so cool. He runs a, a whole engineering department 
Did they push you in like an academic way when you were growing up? Um, yeah, my dad did big time. My mom's always been supportive of like anything I want to do. She really was like the one putting me in dance classes and having me take music lessons and you know do karate like whatever mm -hmm. uh, other activities that I like even showed any interest in she was so supportive of it and my dad was super about academia it's just part of the yeah. culture and he's a professor oh my god why are there 90 cats over here there are here? so many here I swear like Oh Normally when I pass here, <laughs> there's like nine who's <laughs> chilling here. They'll oh stare God, me. A whole gang. And even across there, there's like black ones. Cute. Are <laughs> you going to move here now? <laughs> Literally, where are the none by me? Oh, you're cute. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> Your parents divorced, right? Mm -hmm. Did it affect... How old were you back then? Did it affect you? I was like two and a half or three I was super young mm -hmm. yeah for sure I mean messy divorces always affect kids mm -hmm. but got over it yeah how would you describe yourself growing up um introverted awkward um unsure of myself quirky kind of bratty and eager to try everything mm-hmm you think you've changed a lot since then? No. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit more comfortable in my skin, obviously. I f thankfully, that comes with age. There's literally a million cats. Yeah, there's so many. They're sunbathing. They're always staring so at me. so fucking cute. <laughs> yeah, I think I've, I, I've definitely like gotten a lot more comfortable with who I am as a person and um, my beliefs and, you know, what I stand for and all of that good stuff. What kind of subjects were you into? Growing up. I was like 50-50. I was really good at like certain math type things, um, but then I really loved English. I really loved uh, just like art, drawing, painting, dancing. I danced my whole life. Yeah, for dance, is that something that your mom initially put you into and then you started loving it a lot? Yeah, she put me in there when I was like super young. Wow. Um, and it became a really big part of my life. Uh, I think that's really why I like interact with music the way that I do mm -hmm. just because like that was my favorite part of the day was going to dance class and like oh. my teachers would always play different yeah. stuff when we were warming up so I like I remember one of my, <laughs> one of my favorite classes this woman would always play Janet Jackson if mm -hmm. to warm up and I was like oh my god yes getting my whole life <laughs> I love Janet it was fun but what type of dance did you do? You did like all sorts, right? Like ballet also? Mm-hmm, like ballet, jazz, hip-hop, contemporary, basically like everything except tap. Were um, you like competitive also or? Mm-hmm, I did, um, I competed like with dance teams forever and then in high school I was on the varsity team and we were like national champs. Yeah. No <laughs> but it was fun and it was a really like special part of my life. Did you see like a career in it that you want to do a full time? Dance? No. No. <laughs> no. But I don't know. I was never really like drawn to it as a career. And it's a hard career to get into. Mm. And you know, it's like only for a certain number of years and you bust your ass. It's not, didn't seem that appealing to yeah. me. Yeah. After that you went to college, right? Yeah. What did you study? I studied um, business, which I got my uh, bachelor's degree in, like business marketing. And um, 
I minored in women's studies and like feminist theory, queer theory. Oh, type stuff. were you always like into I guess like feminist stuff since like a young age? I mean, as soon as I started learning about it, yeah, yeah. I was like, I totally vibe with this, and um, I think just in educating myself and through life experience, I learned more about like how to be a better feminist slash person, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And how those things can help like everybody's life be better. So I really jived, jived with that. For the business degree, is that something that you wanted yourself or did your parents also like try to push you to get like a degree? Um, I definitely wanted to go to college. I just like, I was DJing at the time already, but, or not, not through all of college, but mm -hmm. I was, uh, I was doing makeup. Um, which I thought that was going to be my career. Mm -hmm. And then halfway through college, I started DJing. And then I was like, I love this. Um, but I always wanted to have like a plan B. And I felt like having an education was really important for me and my family. And um, it wouldn't hurt to understand how business yeah. works, no matter what field I ended up in. Mm -hmm. So I figured it was helpful. How did you get into makeup, actually? Um, from dance, actually. Oh! Because I used to have to do, like, full-on dramatic stage makeup yeah. and lashes and, you know, I loved it and it was just, like, so fun for me and that was also, like, creative outlet. I would just play with makeup all the time. Do you take courses for that or do you just teach yourself? Just taught myself. That's really cool, though. <laughs> it's fun. For DJing, it was, you got, like, like, was it, like, turntables first or, like, how mm -hmm. did you get into? Yeah, I got turntables, um... I got turntables and I got a mixer and uh, I had I had a friend who had some first and I used to go to like low end all the time um, and so I was like you know what I just need to like do this I really want to like actually try and um, I was out at this club one night that was sadly closed called the Crosby mm -hmm. and somebody was like hey I'm selling turntables is anyone like that yeah. and I'm like I need to just do it. <laughs> So I like scraped up all my savings and bought them and like was trying to teach myself and trying to like put together things that my friends had showed me but mm -hmm. they were all like old school scratch DJs so they're like yeah you just know and I'm like what do you mean you just know like <laughs> give me something here yeah and they're like yeah the BPMs need to match I'm like how do I figure out the BPM like well how does the song mm -hmm. like what when do I know when to do what um so I like slowly learned those things it, it took me a while and then I started finding out little things that like made it really click and mm -hmm. kind of went from there how did you was there like a pivoting moment when you realized that okay I'm gonna invest like my whole career into this um well I was already I had a day job doing mm -hmm. marketing for this nightclub and I was like booking the DJs and doing all of that which was great I met some amazing friends and I met like all kinds of industry people through that I was still in college and um I was doing that job and they also let me be the resident DJ there so I was getting oh, a lot of practice. Oh that's really good. And then um, and then like maybe six months or so after I graduated from college that nightclub was uh, closing because they'd, oh. they'd been open for like five years Yeah, nightclubs just don't last that long in LA. Mm -hmm. So I was like okay like do I now is the time like do I just take a risk and go for it and see if I can make DJing a thing for mm -hmm. me or do I like hustle and get another job yeah like, what do I do so I gave myself six months I had saved up enough and I was like oh, I'll give myself six months and if by the end of this I'm not comfortably making ends meet yeah. then I'll get a job and if I haven't had a normal job since 
But then that's how you met like Fool's Gold and everyone, right? Yeah, I met um, I met A Track through uh, that club because I was booking there, mm -hmm. and he like he didn't play the night I think we met. It was like. I think we'd booked Flossradamus. Oh, okay. That's who it was. It was Floss, and like he came, and actually Josh um, just posted a picture from that night, like two days oh ago. Oh my god! But me and Atrak met that night, and uh, we just hit it off. And before that, I was really close with uh, Pethug from Chromio. Oh, okay. Who's, like his brother's band, and I don't know. We just vibed, and we were like sending each other music, and yeah. Um, we just really clicked. I've been friends for a long time. How did you go from that to, um, like, was it DJing for Kid Cudi? Uh, Cudi was before that. Oh, okay. I was still in college. And basically, I was working at this club, and then um, I played some pool party. And normally, like, the Hollywood clubs at the time mm -hmm. were always, like, playing Calvin Harrisy type stuff. Yeah. It was, like, that moment. Mm -hmm. And I was playing like Tupac in the weekend and like weird like beat stuff, which I would always get in trouble for. But I'm like, uh, <laughs> don't care. Yeah. Um, and somebody was there used to, used to work for Cuddy, and like he's trying to throw some parties, like just you know low key house party type vibes in like a small club that he can have friends come to that aren't so like look at me bougie bottle service. Mm -hmm. And like, do you want to play? And I was like, yeah, for sure. That sounds fun. They're like, it's no money, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> of course, it's for the exposure. Um, so I went and did it anyways, and then that was it. And then a month later, I got a text from him saying like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? It was like the beginning of the week at the time. He's like, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, nothing, what's up, buddy? <laughs> and Damn. he's like, well, um, I need a DJ, I'm playing this festival, are you free? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> like, can you come to rehearsal right now? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> and, uh, That's so cool. Yeah, and that was kind of like a trial thing. Um, mm -hmm. So I did the show with him, and yeah. then we hit it off. We did the festival together, and it went really well, and I almost peed my pants because it was in front of so many oh fucking people. Oh, my God. People. It was so scary. Was that the one of the first time you played to such a big crowd? Yeah, I'd never played to that Damn. many people before. It was at um, Buku Fest in New Orleans, which oh, was, like, really okay. big. Yeah. And holy hell okay um so after that i did a bunch of shows with him how about um usher and how did he start mentoring you <laughs> i met usher while i was doing a kid cuddy show actually it was the second show i did with cuddy we did uh south by southwest this mm -hmm. myspace party and it was cuddy hit boy and diplo performing and it was right when climax came out yeah so i guess usher went to see diplo who was playing right after us and like, I, you know, I would play and, like, warm up the crowd before, like, mm -hmm. Eddie would do a set. And um, when I finished, there was this, like, person in the shadows on the side of the stage who, like, grabbed me and was like, hey, were you actually DJing out there? And I was like, duh, I wasn't knitting actually a sweater. Actually Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, snapped. I'm like, I wasn't knitting a fucking sweater. What do you, what do you think I was doing? And then I realized who it was, and I was like, oh, oh. just kidding. Um, and, you know, we hit it off. And just like chatted about music for a second, exchanged numbers. And then he hit me and was like, hey, what are you doing later this week? And I was like, uh, I don't know, do you have a business opportunity? <laughs> I was like very straightforward about it. And he's like, um, I'm having a party in Atlanta at my studio. Will you come DJ? And I was like, uh, for sure. 
Oh my god. And I went thinking it was going to be some like big actual event. Yeah. And so when I hit him on my way out there, I was like, so like, what kind of party is this? Just so I can kind of like prepare. Yeah. And he's like, it's like, this is your chance. Show me what you can do. And I was like, what? He's like, it's just going to be me and a few friends. And I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> then your stress level is like really. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, what the hell does that mean? Um, so it ended up being him, Jermaine Dupree, Brian Michael Cox, um, this other dude, Natural, who's, who was his music director at the time, and, like, one other dude. And I literally just played music for them in the studio for, like, three hours. Do you remember what kind of music you played? Everything from, like, old-school Atlanta hip-hop to, like, old funk and soul, new mm -hmm. beat shit, new, like, weird electronic stuff. I just kind of went all over, and I was trying to go for a, like, either you've never heard this before mm -hmm. and you think it's tight or like you're tripping out that I know what this is. Right, yeah. And um, and after that he asked me to stay like another day and he's like, I just like think you're great. I think you have a lot of potential. I want to help you. And that was that. We like stayed in touch and I'd like go sit in the studio with him sometimes. I would send him like beats I was working on and ideas for stuff. And What do you think you've learned from him? Um, a lot about how the industry works mm -hmm. because I mean, just just seeing you know someone at his level and how things function in their life is really interesting. Mm. Um, but just getting ideas on like how to like I guess frame what I want to do and who I want to be mm -hmm. and um, how to like authentically get there. Yeah, because I, I mean I've. I've been doing this for a minute, and I can't tell you how many people have come in and out of my life like, mm -hmm. I want to make you a star, you should do blah 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 blah, and you'll make it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but these things are so not me, and it's yeah. like, I can't, I can't just like do something because mm -hmm. somebody says it's going to take off, like I'm going to do something that feels right to me, and you know, if it's not genuine, like I really don't care yeah. to do it. But do you think most of your skills, because it's pretty like entrepreneurial what you're doing, mm -hmm. do you think a lot of that came from college? Like, because it's like your own, pretty much your own business, and that's harder because it's like yourself. Yeah. And like, say, start saying no to things is really hard. Yeah, I guess that does come from just like basic knowledge of how business works and how uh, brands work, and you know, wanting to have longevity in mm -hmm. a brand and a product uh, versus just like something that peaks and falls really quickly. It's, yeah. That's not appealing to me. So I'm able to kind of, I guess, look at um, my career in more of a, like, long-term, big-picture mm. business plan versus, like, I like playing music. I'm going to do this sometimes. I yeah. want to be famous. Like, that's, mm -hmm. that just doesn't, like, do anything for me. How did um, athletics form? Uh, prom night texted me and said, hey, do you want to be in the beat game Illuminati? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much that's it. Did you have, like, an idea or, like, vision for it? Yeah, like, we all kind of just liked playing the same music already, and we were already friends, and we all sort of dressed the same. Yeah. So it just kind of organically was, like, a thing. Where did you see it potentially, like, doing, or did you have a certain plan? We didn't really have a plan. It was just kind of like we all, like, like a lot of the same stuff. And, um, I don't know. We just kind of went with it. Mm-hmm. And it sort of just like unfolded its own way. And anytime we have like fun ideas for things to do, yeah. we do it. It's like no pressure and fun. For your DJ workshops, mm -hmm. how long have you been doing that now? 
Um, I did my first couple of like all girl classes a few years ago because mm -hmm. um, at the time I needed extra money and also I was just like oh my god look a kitten <laughs> that's small. really small yeah I just was like this is something that is you know helpful to other people and like I can you know make some extra cash and uh, it's something that I wish I had access to at the mm. time yeah and and then I got like you know just kind of busy and um, and then this last year I've been really wanting to um, actually give back and start doing those again mm -hmm. but before I was doing full like eight-week course oh wow stuff so it took a lot of energy and yeah. time and um, and at this point I'm like you know I just I want to help people I want to give people access to education and to like learning a new skill and um, give them some insight on what it's like being a girl in this part of the industry and at the same time I just get to like raise money and resources for charity yeah so it's like what kind of advice do you normally give them for like a girl trying to break into the industry um don't uh play into like stereotypes mm -hmm. i think that's such a thing i definitely had like i had a girl in the class saying she was dating this guy or she was talking to this guy who was like teaching her how to dj mm -hmm. he's like yeah you have to tell people you're dating me or else they won't take you seriously and i was like uh no exactly i think that's the opposite yeah i was like sure. don't do that don't do that and just giving them like a heads up, like, hey, you're probably gonna face people doing these things to you. Promoters saying this, um, you know, other people in the industry saying X, Y, and Z, and mm -hmm. like, this is how you should approach it. You should always demand respect. You should always be respectable. You should always expect to have to do, you know, at least twice as much of the work. Mm -hmm. And yeah. really prove yourself or else you're gonna get questioned. And at that point, you'll still get questioned. Yeah. You have to be okay dealing with that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because it comes with the territory. And the only way we're gonna like break that whole cycle is by elevating more and more women. How did you even have like the knowledge to put together a whole course thing? Did your dad help you at all? Like no, but I think that, like my my dad's teaching skills rubbed off on me or something. I don't know. I've I've always that's loved... like it's not easy to put together a whole course and prepare every lesson and like that's pretty really intense. Yeah, I put together a whole curriculum. <laughs> um, so my dad was pretty proud of that part. Oh, but. Um, I just thought about like the essentials and um, things that I thought were really important and I hosted the first one at Scratch Academy mm -hmm. and they already have like a DJ 101 type course so I oh. sort of like checked my stuff with how their run of right. show kind of goes Yeah, and was like okay I think this is more important here or like we should touch on this or we don't really need to worry about that mm -hmm. um, and I mean I know like I know all of the ins and outs of it so it's I don't really have yeah. to like memorize things I just yeah. kind of talk but I saw your tweet you came out like what was it 10 like was it 10 years ago or 12 12 years ago yeah damn it's been a minute what was that like was your were your parents like what would do what would I don't know like Persian parents mm -hmm. well my mom was cool my mom is not Persian um, mm -hmm. she was cool she just didn't like the girl I was dating because she was like much older than me yeah. And uh, I didn't even have to, like, really come out to my mom. She was mm -hmm. like, I know you guys aren't just friends. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> um, How old were you back then? I was 15. Oh, yeah. And so she found out and, like, she was more so concerned about me being okay versus, like, right, this is yeah. wrong. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think it was, it was harder for my dad just because, like, 
you know, it's taboo, and especially in like the Middle Eastern culture, everything that's supposed to be personal and private is really kept personal and private. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like Islam and people who are like from very religious cultures aren't that excited about their kids being gay. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been amazing about it, and my whole family has just been so great. I'm so thankful that they've come around to the idea and still love me. Yeah. And I saw like this other tree, I can't remember exactly, but it was like something about like, I'll put it here, but um, like stereotypes with mm -hmm. like how you're, like you dress really feminine yeah. and people are like, what, like you're a lesbian, like yeah. they can't tell. Yeah, <laughs> it's a thing. I definitely like, I, I feel like I obviously present like more feminine, but then I like wear a lot of men's clothing at the mm -hmm. same time. Yeah. But then I, I feel like everything about my personality and everything I do is really about finding balance between things so like whether the music I play or like my energy or how I dress there's always this like balance between you know masculine and feminine or like dark and light or whatever mm -hmm. extremes I like to maintain as much privacy as possible because mm -hmm. I feel like relationships are already hard yeah and uh, when other people feel like they're involved in it and have a lot of room to speculate. There's mm. more pressure on things. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, how many lesbian couples are there, or lesbians in general, mm -hmm. in the media are there that can be role models? There really aren't any. We, That's we have, really true. We have Ellen yeah. and like Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. You know, like there aren't any people from my generation as much. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely not many like non white women. There's definitely not many like. I don't know girls that are outside of a like stereotypical mm. mold and yeah if, and if me being out um or me and my relationship being in like some kind of more visible way helps other other mm. people who are trying to figure out who they are yeah and feel okay um then you know i'll deal i'll deal with the drama that yeah comes with that. have you felt like you had a different voice since then like spreading about these issues or did you always like try as much as you can yeah, I've always been really outspoken, mm -hmm. um, and I'm I'm super comfortable yeah. in my identity and my skin about it. So it's not like weird. And there's always like people who have terrible, hateful things to say. There's a lot of mean people in the world. Mm. Yeah. But I'm. It doesn't bother me. I'm like I know I'm a good person. Yeah. I'm not doing anything wrong. So yeah. <laughs> someone can talk all the shit they want. It doesn't mm -hmm. really bother me. Or what would you tell your older self? When you first started music and everything. My, my younger self? Oh, sorry, your younger self. Yeah. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> um, to not be so scared and to take risks sooner. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Empowering women and spreading positivity and mm -hmm. awareness. Oh, thank you so much. I love that. <laughs> Bye.